This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Say what? Step up. Gets it, moving laterally, now throws it, looking for Tyreek Hill makes the catch, burning the defender, peeling back left, 20, 15, 10, 5, and into the end zone, touchdown, Kansas City, 75-yard touchdown. Third and three for the Chiefs at the Cleveland 9. They can get a first down before reaching the end zone. Chiefs are 7 of 10 on third down, trailing 29 to 27. Mahomes throws it left! Stretching touchdown! Travis Kelsey touchdown! Kansas City! And for the first time in this regular season, the Chiefs have the lead at 7.04 to go in the game. And now they're going to fake it. A bad snap. They come to the near side. They blow it. Gillen's in trouble and buried at the 15-yard line. A muff play from the punt. Chris LeMond covers it for Kansas City at 8.36 to go in the game. The Chiefs have the ball on a muff by Cleveland. On a punt attempt, he'd simply drop the snap. A minute 17 to go in the game. Pump faking is Mayfield. Now we'll throw it to the left. Lad, it's going to be intercepted. Intercepted on the far side by Mike Hughes in his first National Football League game with the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are going to pull this game out after trailing for 53 game minutes. Let's do this. Red Reaction Show, Monday nights, 8 to p.m. to 9 p.m. We've coined this thing last year. It's not my show, it's yours. I'm sure you watched the game the entire game yesterday. You're like me. You're like Nick Price, my guy. We're back. Season two. Mm. We must have done something right. Apparently so. We fooled somebody around here. We didn't win a Super Bowl last year. So it's not a total failure. We don't use the Travis Kelsey uh, (laughs) mentality. But we're back, baby. We're back. You're back. The Chiefs are back. The Browns, well, they're still the Browns. They don't win on opening nights or opening days. Arrowhead was packed. Again, this isn't my show. This is yours. 913-576-7610. 913-576-7610. You want to talk Kansas City Chiefs football, what you saw, what we saw, what everybody was there. If you were at the game, please call in. I know Nick Price was there. He's a season ticket holder. He's always there. He's my insider fan. Oh, yeah. He'll break down what he saw, what he felt. Again, it's not my show. It's yours. This is the Red Reaction Show on 610 Sports Radio. The last time we did a show, Nick Price, January 25th, 2000. And 21. So we did one this year, but boy, it was uh, it was quite early. And uh, we're back. Uh, we're ready to attack this thing. And uh, you know, yesterday was fun, right? It was uh, it was a Chiefs game in which I don't know how to say this other than they've been there before. This was one of those things, and this is how I know the Chiefs are well seasoned in situations like this because. 
none of my friends nor my father were texting me like heads were falling off of their pets to take a line from Dumb and Dumber. Uh, nobody in my group text like they would two years ago, like in that Houston game or last year in, in games where it was like, what are we doing? Like, why is Andy not going for it on fourth down? Why did we kick the field goal? Why did we do this? It was very quiet. It was a somber feeling. And, uh, you know, even the, the place that I was at, I was at the girlfriend's house watching it with family. And everybody just kind of had the same demeanor, the same mentality. It was, all right, we're doing okay. We're going to be all right. Everything's just fine. 15 still playing. 10 still on the outside. 87 still here. 95 is still a mess up front. And the outcome was exactly what you felt. It was exactly what it was. It was Pat Mahomes in September. Check. It was Chiefs from behind coming back to win. Check. It was you've got to play perfect to play the Chiefs if you want a shot at the King. You best not miss. Check. Rest in, rest in peace, Omar Little. So, Nick Price, you were there. Mm-hmm. Arrowhead was packed. It was, it was a beautiful thing to see. Let us know here on 610 Sports Radio on the Red Reaction Show. Again, not my show, it's yours. Um, what was the scene like yesterday to have all the fans back before we tap into the phone lines on the Red Reaction Show? Well, you know, Dusty, I went to a few games last year, went to, you know, the playoff games and all that kind of stuff, reduced capacity crowd. It was cool to be there. You know, you still felt the the little bit of energy, but it was nothing like it was yesterday at Arrowhead Stadium. Let me tell you, this made me feel like football was officially back. I know we had the season last year and, you know, thankfully we fit it all in. We got all the way to the Super Bowl without missing a game, but this was what we've been missing. And you could tell, too, the players were juiced up. I mean, from the opening introductions of the starting offense and the 9-11 tribute and the flyover and all this kind of fanfare that goes with the packed Arrowhead Stadium. And really, like, you you got to feel the emotions of the game a lot more than you did last year. Because last year, you know, 17,000 fans or whatever, it creates a little bit of that juice, but not quite the whole thing. Right. You felt it in this game. You felt it where coming out, Browns started off pretty hot. They had a really great first half. And, you know, people were sitting on pins and needles a little bit out there. But really, I mean, the turning point of the game for me anyway, just being there, was the bomb to Tyree Kill. I was sitting there next to my dad, my friend Matt, and I was like, they need to do something here really quick or this is going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. And literally 10 seconds later, 75-yard bomb, Tyree Kill, deuces up. And it's a whole new ball game. But, I mean, the place was just going absolutely bananas at that point. And that was, I mean, to me, that was kind of the turning point because they got the crowd behind them. And when you're a young team that hasn't really experienced winning, and especially not at Arrowhead Stadium or in any kind of atmosphere quite like that, like the Browns are, and you get thrown into the fire and the crowd's rocking, you got 70,000-plus on their feet screaming their heads off at you, Mm -hmm. that's when you start making mistakes. And that's what we saw. That's the sexy sounds of Nick Price, who produces and and you know what he he he, he co-hosts this show as well. This is the and Red Nick Reaction Price. Show. That's right. Uh, we're back for a full season. Obviously, it starts off early with Royals. Uh, so if the Royals play, we do not uh, we do not play. So, um, but we do play this week. It is Week One, and it is as loyal as it can ever be to you folks. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. That's the number. Um, my guy and uh, your guy, Nick Dan and KCK gets to take us away. Dan, uh, floor is yours. 
Hey, Dusty, hi, Nick. You're a great engine. I like to tell you, after the 75-yard touchdown pass, it was like the defense was re- rejuvenated. Can I tell you something? Before that, they didn't really get just a rest because they were down up. They were on the field for 89 plays after it was 29-20. So, great job by the defense. And uh, I don't know what Ronald Harrison was doing. That was, that was hilarious. You cannot uh, punch a chief assistant. And why was it on the chief? And Andy was living about that. And But anyway, great job. Let's take care of the Ravens. And let's stop Lamar Jackson. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Dan. And uh, we'll hear from you every week as you're a loyal listener and we respect your, uh, we respect your insight uh, on what you saw. I thought you brought up a very good uh, fan aspect of the game, which is something that we kind of can react to because this is what this type of show is. And then we'll dive into what I kind of saw as something that was really important and the biggest takeaway for me um, in this game. And that was, I thought it was good to see that the rest got it right. And I know there's a lot of people out there that, you know, might say that they are, you know, that this is a homer take or this is something that if it was reversed, I don't think so. Um, I saw on on someone's Twitter or someone's stats that said you got to keep coaches' hands off players. I totally agree with that. As long as the situation is uncalled for. Now, this is a situation that it was called for for this guy to step up and protect his player. There was a play on the sideline. You obviously remember it where – One of the Chiefs players was down. The defender was standing on top of that Chiefs player um, and wouldn't get off. And so the coach, you know, finally had had enough and said, hey, you know, step away. The refs broke away. They they called the foul on the Chiefs. They said there was a a bench penalty, 15-yard, unsportsmanlike. And that was kind of the first time in the game where I was like, that, you know, that doesn't seem right. And I looked to, uh, in fact, I looked to my girlfriend's dad, and I was like, that, they, they didn't get that right. That should be a 15-yard penalty on the other side. And that's not homerisms. That's not bias. That's not me trying to stick up for the team that I cover here. But they got back together. They, they got it as a group, and they said, you know what? We messed up, which is awesome to see from NFL refs right. um, in general. And that's exactly what they did. They said, hey, here's the situation. We, we, we rewatched it. We looked at it. We figured it out. They did wrong. This guy didn't do necessarily the worst, and they got it right, and they flipped the call, and it was the right call. And again, I'm not out here saying that you know coaches should put their hands on players, but I think when the situation calls for it and there is that anomaly where, hey, if you're not going to do the right thing, somebody's going to have to, and that just so happened to be a Chiefs coordinator that had to get this player off the other player to make it safe, and that's exactly what happened. So yeah. I don't I don't I don't disagree with that. And also the best thing in the world yesterday was that that fan pushing Kareem Hunt <laughs> out of the out of the stands because oh, again, yeah. that's not a biased take. You step yourself into the fans, you're giving yourself up. He, Kareem Hunt tried to do that. One fan pushed him out, another girl, respectively, so flips him the bird, which was hilarious. Yeah, no, that was that was hilarious seeing that on Twitter after coming home from the game. I will say that uh, that whole moment that you were just speaking of yeah. right at the beginning of the game. Really weird at the stadium. Everybody kind of well, everybody kind of knew like that's got to be some kind of flag on the Browns. Maybe it's offsetting, you know, something like that. Oh, the boos were loud, man. Oh yeah, no, they <laughs> they were pissed. And everybody but, at that point is like full tailgate. Ready. No, that is like <laughs> that is where that was peak, right? Yeah. Because then you start going downhill when it comes to alcohol consumption a little bit. Right. Once you're in the game and you got to pay twenty dollars for a beer. Sure. Besides the point, but. No, it was kind of a weird thing, but one thing that I noticed there was, you know, Mahomes was chewing out that referee. So was Reed. And so was Andy. Andy Reed was and very it, colorful. It was kind of, it was a little bit telling to me about how, you know, the status that 
Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid now carry in this league where those are the kind of things where you used to see Brady and Belichick right. yelling at the refs, and then they go back and correct the call. And, I mean, I'm glad they got it right, but it took a lot of convincing. But it, that just kind of stood out to me as one of those moments where I was like, okay, you know, these guys have a little bit more pull than they used to. Right. Uh, Nick Price, we used to do something on Saturday mornings uh, on Out of Bounds where we would we would have like a banner of uh, of the loyal mm-hmm. uh, the loyal listeners. Oh, yeah. uh, number two, Batman and Lawrence, floor is yours, man. What's going on, man? We're, trying, we're doing this again. It's a repeat performance. Got it. Season two, brother. This year's going to try to top the one that we had a couple of years ago. All I know is that uh, the, this, we're a work in progress. We, you know, that we, the line, you could see them mature during the game. Uh, they got stronger, and it was pretty much when Travis, when Travis spiked that ball, you could tell them the thing going off. They weren't going to get stopped. This team's got the most potential in the whole NFL, and I don't think they can be stopped. Let's go 20 and 0, brother. That's what I'm. Thanks for the call, Batman. I appreciate that. You also, uh, so far, uh, you can get your name on the banner right now. Top two candidates calling back from last year, part of season two, who were part of season one, Batman, Dan, and KCK. I can guarantee you, Nick Price, those guys are going to call every single week oh, yeah. that we have this show. And that's totally fine because why? It's not my show or it's your yours. show. It's theirs. It's yours. But yeah, that's the hashtag. Not, yours, not our show. Theirs. It's yours. Um, this is the Red Reaction Show here on 610 Sports Radio. I do agree with that, um, Batman and Lawrence. I think that that's a really good, a good point to look at is that, you know, you listen to the Nate Taylor show with Jay Binkley that, preceded this, um, and then before that, Mitch Holtis with the Red Kingdom show. Um, that's something that's going to happen with the team. You know, this is this is a team that last year they saw their problem at the offensive line. Um, they patched that up. They put it together, and as a game moves on and you get into real game speed, you're going to find out who's who, who's got what, where the, where the inside sticks in and where you stand your ground – And you saw that as the game went on. And here's the other thing that a lot of people are going to forget when it comes to this season. The outside guys for the Cleveland Browns were Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett, both of which could be candidates for Defensive Player of the Year every single year. So good luck guarding those guys moving forward. But coming up after this, um, it wasn't clean, but it's also another September game for Patrick Mahomes. This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Right on cue. I almost forgot. That's the gift that keeps on giving. I almost forgot to do it. Dusty Likens and Nick Price. Again, this Red Reaction Show, Season 2, Week 1. Uh, just like the Chiefs, we're just key, we just win on, on opening night. Dan and KCK, Batman and Lawrence calling in already. Again, this is not our show. It's yours here in Kansas City. Chiefs victorious 33-29 over the Cleveland Browns yesterday. A game in which a lot of people were able to... I'm proud of you, Kansas City. I'm proud of KFC Twitter. I'm proud of my family, my friends. You're starting to trust that the Chiefs have three of the top 15 players in the NFL top 100, according to players. Uh, We'll get to your calls here in a second. Um, But first, we go to the text line, the J Southland Toe Service text line. 
Um, Danny KCK. Not only does he talk on the phone, but he talks in uh, tweets. He says the Chiefs assistant should have been ejected. Um, I forgot to say that. And that Miles Garrett was complaining. Yeah, we saw that. Um, that's just kind of the way it goes. Uh, meanwhile, division foe, the Las Vegas Raiders, down 14-0 to Baltimore on Monday Night Football. Nick, we got to get to Vegas, man. We got to get to a Chiefs Vegas. Oh, yeah. We got to, like, we got to, like, I mean, we could just go to boss. Vegas, too. Yeah. I mean, like, and I'm see, cool that's with the that. thing. That'd be the perfect thing. Like, the Chiefs and Raiders played a Sunday night game. You fly out Saturday because you don't need more than two days in Vegas. You fly out Saturday morning early. They're two hours behind us, so you can leave here at 9, get there at 7, cheap flights, round trip. Stay Saturday all night, you know, do your thing. Sunday morning, do the pool, do the little bit of gambling, and then head to the stadium where they have, like, the Caesars books and all that in the stadium. It would be great. Um, also, from the text line, the 913, hey, us beer vendors appreciate you paying that $12 per, LOL. No doubt. Yeah, I spent a lot more than $12 yesterday. <laughs> hey, they know it, man. They know they love it when it's hot in September. Oh, yeah. Because Got to cool remember? down somehow. Uh, we head back to the phone lines. Not my show, it's yours. This is the Red Reaction Show with Nick Price, Dusty Likens here on 610 Sports Radio. Lee in Overland Park. Floor's yours, man. Uh, yeah, is that a question about uh, uh, Brown's performance yesterday? It looked like uh, he was getting beat a lot by Garrett. I know Garrett is real good. Uh, but uh, I, I like to hear you guys take on. It. I haven't heard much people talk. Many people talking about it today on sports shows. Uh, what needs to happen? Does it, do we need a double team on that side, or was it just because Garrett is that good? But one is the sack on Mahomes. Uh, he came in untouched, and uh, it just looked like Garrett was handling him the whole game. I'll hear. I like to hear your comments off the air. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lee, for the call. I want to ask you one thing, and that is, I want you to call us back next week. Because here's my take on, on Brown at the left tackle, okay? That is the first in-game action with the Chiefs he's had, and his first test was against a possible defensive player of the year candidate every single year. I think your top three defensive players in the NFL, this is me, coming from a defensive line standpoint, are Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, and Miles Garrett. I agree. I think that's your top three. Yeah. So your first test is Miles Garrett, right? That's just kind of the way it is. Now, granted, if they, I don't think you need to worry about it. I think he's good enough. Now, a lot of people are going to look at that as, you know, hey, there was a lot of pressure, and there's there's a lot of video these days. Or if you watch the All-22, look, hey, Brown had a huge test, man. He had Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is a bad dude. Miles Garrett is one of the best, if not to some, the best defensive end in football right now. Chris Jones, obviously a bad dude as well. Two sacks yesterday. Got you all some big Macs today if you did that. But that's just kind of the way Miles Garrett plays football. It doesn't matter who your left tackle is, whether he's the best left tackle in football or not, he's going to win sometimes. It's just like when you watch baseball. Every once in a while, Max Scherzer is going to give up a home run to a power-hitting baseball player. That's just the way it goes. You get your best, they get your best. But guess what? Mahomes was never sacked yesterday. Mahomes' jersey only got dirty when he flung that duck to Tyree Kill for 50 yards that ended up being a 75-yard touchdown catch and run. That's the only time Mahomes' jersey ever looked messed up. That's it. So I'm going to give the man a little bit more time. And I think, Lee, I think that's why you haven't heard a lot of guys talk about the performance of Brown because it is week one against one of the best defensive teams in football. Let's not forget that. Yes, the Chiefs are that good. Yes, the Chiefs are that team. 
But the Cleveland Browns have a top five offensive line. I think they have a top 10 offense, and they have a top five defense. Now, granted, the Chiefs put up 33 against them, but that's just what the Chiefs do to teams. They make you that way. That's how they play. So let's give Brown just a little bit more um, than one week before we go very harsh because his first week was was Miles Garrett. And to give you another another kind of analogy, it's like learning how to drive a stick shift truck and your first attempt is a hill. Yeah. It's like, hey, so now you need to, you know, that's basically what he had. So that's where I sit with that. And now where I sit is Walker and KC. You're on the show, man. Floor's yours. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me on the show. You bet. Um, so just a couple things. Honest, ironically enough, I was gonna. The first thing I was gonna say was just talking about the offensive line. I don't know about you all, but I thought I thought they did great. I mean, for having you know a complete you know rehaul of the offensive line, three of them being rookies. I couldn't. I mean, it was great. I mean, I thought that Pat had a lot of time back there, and then in the second half they got some running lanes open. I can really start to see the makings of something right here with the offensive line. Super excited about that. Um, really, the two biggest things that I want to talk about, though, uh, was on the defensive side of the ball. I want to hear you guys' thoughts on, you, you know, that first half, you know, without the Honey Badger being there, I just felt like you could just see the miscommunication on the field. You could see missed assignments. You know, how does that speak to – I know they're in contract negotiations right now, but if, if you know, the kind of reaction I walked away with saying was like, we've got to find a way to extend this guy, you know, because he's not just the heart of the defense, he's the brain, too. And it just seemed like we were really missing out on him. So uh, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for the, car, uh, for the call, Walker. Um, I think what was proven was what every fan has, has kind of thought about this entire offseason. I thought Carrington Harrison of the drive today had a really good take on that as well, is that if you're Tyron Matthew right now, you're sending Donovan, Veach, Reed, whoever else you need, Clark, whoever else, and say, hey, now's the time. Because yeah. you saw, and I, I looked at it yesterday as he played the uh, the Lance Harbor role, for those of you that don't get that reference, including you, Nick Price. Um, Varsity Blues, right? Mm. Lance Harbor, the starting quarterback uh, that let yeah. that team go. He gets hurt. He then became an assistant. You saw Tyron Matthew all day yesterday was, was right there, right next to Spags, right yep. next to Andy, was talking to all those guys. And, and was kind of still playing the role of a defensive captain during the game because he was trying as much as he could, which to me proves more that he needs the money, the bag, the payment. And yes, it did show that this defense severely missed the honey badger. Now, do I trust Legereus Sneed? Yes. Do I trust Juan Thornhill? I'm getting there. But this defense was also without Frank Clark, who was not able to blitz on that outside, which is where they kept going. Um, they were without Willie Gay, who is a Sam side, or he's a, he's a will side linebacker. So he's going to play the weak side. They were without him and they were without Tyra Matthew. And it showed because Baker Mayfield was carving this defense up in the first half. Now, granted in the second half, they made some adjustments and Baker didn't throw for over a hundred yards in the second half. And they made, uh, that split time halftime discussion. And to get back to Walker's call, I think all that proved yesterday. And I think I told my dad this as well that this team severely missed Tyron Matthew. There is no doubt in my mind about that, and he deserves what he gets paid because Marshawn Lattimore just got paid in midseason yesterday. He got a lot of money, and this team, Tyron Matthew, is needed very much so. Yeah, I mean, if I'm in the Chiefs front office, I'm texting Tyron Matthew and saying, hey, can you come in on Monday? We'd like you to sign a contract extension because I think that 
Yesterday was the biggest example of exactly what he brings to the team and exactly what your defense looks like without Tyron Matthew out there calling the shots and making sure that everybody's in position and everything. I mean, he really is the quarterback on the defense, and you could tell, like you said, he was right up there next to Spags. He was right on the field. He was yelling at guys. He was moving guys around. I mean, that is, that's pretty invaluable when it comes to right. this Chiefs defense. And, I mean, I even had a point yesterday where I was like, is this 2018 all over again right. with this defense? Yeah. Like, just going to give up a bunch of points, make a couple big plays here and there, but then really it's all going to fall on Patrick Mahomes and that offense to put up 30-plus for you to win. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the quite the same Chiefs defense that we've seen in recent years, but I think that that was the biggest bargaining chip that Tyron Matthew ever could have had was not being able to play in that game yesterday because it showed. It was kind of like a catch-22, right? Like, yeah. you, you got to have Tyron Matthew – um, your defense struggled. Your defense had to struggle in order for Tyron Matthew to not play. And right. now it's like, all right, what are we going to do now? The proof is definitely in the pudding that you need Tyron Matthew on this defense. Uh, we speak of banner callers. This man, he joins us right now on the Red Reaction Show because it's not our show. It's yours. Big T, Shawnee, floor's yours. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Good talking to you guys. Thanks for taking my call. I'm glad football's back. So, yeah, baby. first thing first thing I want to talk about is, man, I really I can dig. I really dug the play with the belldozer, that short yardage situation. Woo-hoo! Keep keep doing that. Don't let Patty Mahomes do the do the short and uh, picking up short yardage. So that I I really like the belldozer on that. And you know, let, let's just get one thing straight, Cleveland. Did you really think in September? Fans back the day after 9-11, a 325 game for the fans to get even more rowdier. September, Patty Mahomes and Andy Reid, that you were going to come in here and beat us. Hell no. You didn't play four quarters. You didn't finish out the game. You had a nice first half. You played well. But guess what? We played better. You know, there's a saying. They talk about the great teams. Then they talk about good teams. Then they talk about the bad teams. Well, Kansas City Chiefs proved yesterday why they are a great team. The Cleveland Browns proved they are a good team. It's not our fault that you crapped all over yourself down the stretch. On special teams, your punter did not execute. The fumble on Chubb won lucky. He got blasted by Juan Thornhill and Dirty Dan Sorensen recovered. And then in the very end, your quarterback became colorblind, and Mike Hughes finished the game. That's why Kansas City's a great team, and that's why you're a good team, Cleveland. And as always, let's go Kansas City Chiefs. Choo-choo! Choo-choo-choo! Big T back in the building. Man, I missed that whistle. Yeah, I mean, he, there, there's no, no comments necessary for that. Um, I know we got to fight against a break, Nick Price, so I will do this, and I'll do this at my best. We talk about Clyde Edwards-Elair coming up next and what you must do in order to take down the Kansas City Chiefs because, quite frankly, nobody's done it yet and nobody's done this to this man in September. This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Back in, Red Reaction Show, Season 2, Week 1. It's not our show, it's yours. 913-576-7610. Jay Southland, Toe Service, text line. Also, 
576-7610. Talking in between the break, you love you love seeing that creativity, but sometimes the creativity makes you like kind of, you know, sick to your stomach. Yeah. Like sometimes Andy Reid can outsmart himself. And then, like you said, like the Remmers play, you're oh, like, man. what in the hell? I saw, I saw him jogging out on the field, and then they reported him eligible, and I was like, what are we doing here, man? But but like Big T said, right. the QB sneak with Blake Bell, the belldozer, yeah. love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I was just sitting on the edge of my seat all day yesterday waiting for the T-Rex uh, yeah. formation. Never saw it, unless it did come out and I just wasn't paying attention. Maybe once. But, uh, you know... It's just, which kind of spills in to where I look at this game, and we'll we'll get to we'll get to Patty Mahomes here and those ridiculous September numbers. But the thing that seems to stick out the most to me when you look at what happened yesterday and you break down the game, you know Cleveland came out and like they always say, and in the late great Therese Paler. Um, would always say that, you know, the first 10 to 12 plays are scripted and you've ran those plays over and over and over again in practice leading up. And, you know, you know who you play week one. You know, you you know you had the Chiefs when the schedule released back in, in February or March, whenever it is, and the Chiefs knew they had Cleveland. Um, so it's just it's just one of those things where, like, you know what you're going to run immediately right out of the chute. And I thought Cleveland did a really, really, really good job. I thought that they came out. They came out poised. They ran their plays because, look, teams like Cleveland are the perfect. That's like the perfect recipe if you're going to take down the Chiefs. They have a solid defense. They have a run game that is very dependent and very strong when it comes to Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Like, those guys, they did their thing. Neither guy, though, ran for 100 yards. Baker Mayfield threw for 300-plus, but he only threw for 97 in the second half. The Browns played three quarters perfect. But what's unfortunate for them is that there are four quarters in football, and you saw yesterday that if you're going to beat the Chiefs, you have to play Four perfect quarters. That's just the way it goes. Like, you can't... You just can't go against the Chiefs and make those mistakes. We mentioned earlier, yes, there are issues when it comes to the third option in the Kansas City Chiefs offense right now. These are what you would call first-world problems for the Kansas City Chiefs. Is it McCole Hardman? Is it Clyde Edwards-Zelaire? Is it Byron Pringle? I don't know. What I do know is that their one and two options are so much damn better than yours that it's disgusting. And Travis Kelsey had 72 yards receiving, but he had two big touchdowns. He had the go-ahead touchdown in the end zone, in the red zone. And Tyreek Hill was just the best player on the field yesterday, not named Patrick Mahomes. Tyreek Hill had 197 yards receiving. 197 yards against one of the best defenses in the league. And yes, 75 came on one play, and it was an underthrown football, but it was single coverage, an adjustment made in the air, and say what you will about Tyree Kill, he's the best wide receiver in football. Period. 
I'll stand on that hill, and many of you will join me as the season goes on. But I said this at the beginning of the year, that Tyreek Hill is set to have an even better year than he had last year. The man's going to get paid in the offseason, and he's going to leave them with no excuse. And his first game out of the shoot, 197 yards. 197 yards in the first game against a top-five defense in the NFL. And I get it. You can sit here and say, Dusty, Dusty, Dusty. The Chiefs put up 33. Correct. 10 in the first half, 23 in the second. Right? But the thing about this is, is that if you're going to beat the Chiefs, you have to play perfect football. And last year, there were no crowds. There were some, but Arrowhead wasn't like that last year. And what my guy Nick Price said at the beginning of the show, that place was shaking. And I remember as a kid, when I would go to games with family or friends, you could not talk to the person next to you. And I bet you all the money in the world, Jack, it was like that yesterday. And when that play happens to Tyree Kill and Nick Chubb fumbles the ball and then the punter pukes all down his leg, it's over. Like, it's over. Like, yes, that play resulted in a touchdown. It was an underthrown ball by Patrick Mahomes. Doesn't matter. You allowed it. They scored. They then were plus two on the turnover side of things, and they had 10 points on turnovers. Yes, the Chubb run and fumble led to only a field goal, but the punter doing whatever he was doing, letting that crowd get to him, letting the situation of the game get to him, caused a touchdown that led to to Travis Kelsey's go-ahead touchdown. And at that point, you cannot win. You will not win, and it won't happen because you have to play a perfect game to beat the Chiefs. That's how close it has to be. You played three perfect quarters, Cleveland, but you didn't play a perfect game, and that's what it has to be. That's how much better the Chiefs are than everybody else. If you play that game that Cleveland played against Baltimore, you might win. You play that game against Buffalo, you probably win. Pittsburgh didn't look good at all. Their defense was all right. But Pittsburgh played a C-minus game yesterday, and they beat Buffalo on the road. Buffalo plays that game against the Chiefs, they get blown out. Pittsburgh plays that game against the Chiefs, they get blown out. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, when you have athletes like the Chiefs have in their big three with Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill, you have to be perfect. And we saw the Browns come out and play a damn near perfect game for three quarters, and guess what? They were winning that ball game, and they were controlling it and everything. But then... It's kind of like it's part of the Mahomes effect. It's part of the Arrowhead effect, but it's like that one spark plug play, which for me was the 75-yard touchdown to Tyree Kill. Others, it might be the Chubb fumble, something like that. But once you feel that things aren't going perfectly anymore, a young team like the Cleveland Browns implodes on themselves. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. Simple it's, as that. And and that's where when we talk about this, when, when I fill in for Binkley or – if I sit in with Alex Gold from 10 to 2 with Cody and Gold, or if I were to sit in with Cody, I, I said this all season. Everybody's, everybody's mentality in the AFC is how can we compete with the Chiefs? Cleveland gave you the blueprint yesterday. You got to play a perfect game. You can't turn the ball over. You can't let Tyreek Hill torch you for 197. Easier said than done. You can't let Tyreek Hill torch you for 100. You can't let Travis Kelsey get open in the red zone. They're just not going to make mistakes. And you've seen the numbers of Patrick Mahomes in the month of September. He's 11-0. and 0. 
35 touchdowns, zero interceptions. His 35th straight passing touchdowns without an interception in September is the longest streak in any month by any quarterback in NFL history. I don't know how I can't implicate more that you have to be perfect. I'll read that again. His 35th straight passing touchdowns without an interception is the longest streak in any month by any quarterback in NFL history. He's not even 28 yet when you're supposed to hit your stride as an NFL quarterback. He passed Kurt Warner for the most passing yards in their first 50 games. He passed Dan Marino for most touchdowns in their first 50 games. He's played 47. He is the best quarterback in the NFL, and he's two years away from being the best quarterback to ever play this game. And I know there's one that plays in Tampa Bay that wears number 12 that's got seven rings. But it is what it is. And when there's a quarterback that's that dynamic and that good and has proven it every single year, again, every single year in the month of September, you have to play a clean game. And that's exactly what the Chiefs do because the Chiefs don't have to be perfect. Because the Chiefs have just consistently always played well when trailing. Patrick Mahomes has 10 games where he's came from behind. Patrick Mahomes is like 26 of 28 in his last 28 games played. Eventually, you've just got to stop thinking like, maybe this will wear out. No, eventually, you got to start thinking, we can't screw up. And when you look at the running game, I'm, I'm not mad that they didn't get away from it. I like that they kept the running game going. I know there's some, some things they need to fix with Clyde Edwards-Zelaire, but I'm glad they didn't shy away from it. I'm glad they kept it going. But like the Chiefs' best running game is an out slant or an out route or an inside slant for three yards. Like there's just so many things that you just can't do against the Chiefs and there's so many things that they can do against you. And this division, good luck. The AFC, good luck. We come back, we talk about what's next, what we saw this week from other teams. And there's one team, there's one team out there that has one guy that's making a little bit of noise. But for me and Nick Price, they're making a lot of noise. This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Back in, Red Reaction Show, 610 Sports Radio, last segment. I know. I know. Season 2, Episode 1. That's right. Season 2, Week 1, trying to stay undefeated. We're trying to do what the Chiefs want to do. We want to go undefeated, just like everybody else. Tired of seeing that 72 Dolphins guys. Trying to make sure they don't pop champagne while they're still alive. That's a little harsh, (laughs) I guess. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, a little bit. 
Well, sometimes we want, to see, we, we want to see that put to an end. Sometimes that dirty werewolf side of me leaks out. Yeah. You know. You got to shove it back down. Much support. Uh, thanks for all the calls tonight, everybody. Uh, way to keep joining that banner. We'll keep a list. You guys join in. I'll put a star on the refrigerator. Give you an A+. Plus. Um, it's not our show. It's yours. Red Reaction Show. Uh, Chiefs beat the Browns 33-29 in week one. Mahomes, again, like we said last segment, continues to be the best thing in September um, in NFL history. Uh, he's he surpassed Hall of Famers with Hall of Fame numbers um, in in his first 50 games, and he hasn't even played 50 games yet. He's got, he's got three more. Um, got a long way to go in this season. There's a lot looking forward. There's a lot of people that, that have, have reached out to me and been like, Dusty, you know, who's, you know, who's the number one contender? Who's the, who's the team they got to beat? You know, I mentioned earlier on the year, the, the first five weeks of the season are going to basically be the season. Week two, next week's the big one. Sunday night football, 720 start. Chiefs versus Baltimore. Um, Baltimore on the road this week against the, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, halftime score 14-10. Started out 14 on answer from Baltimore, and then now 10 on answer from, from, from the Raiders. So uh, set up for a good second half. But uh, from what I'm watching while hosting this show, nothing really sticks out uh, with with what I'm witnessing. Um, but we got a, we got a week one glimpse of, of what's out there for the AFC. So a, a lot of people, you know, they, they've always said that Sunday, the first Sunday of, of the NFL season is, is the greatest day of the year. Yeah. It's like Christmas and then for football fans. And then, uh, and then Monday is overreaction Monday, right? That's, that's what we're here. Except we call Monday's red reaction Mondays. And, you know the first the first one I get to is you know there was a game of two contenders and that was that was Buffalo and and Pittsburgh was that first game and I didn't really see anything that really stuck out that was alarming. Again, I'm not here to be overreacting on Monday, but Josh Allen looked lost. Stephon Diggs looked confused. Buffalo's defense was okay. Pittsburgh's defense looked like it was the same defense as last year. You know they have Mika Fitzpatrick back there. They have T.J. Watt who just absolutely destroyed Buffalo's offensive line yesterday, proved that he's well worth the money. But I refuse to think anything of Pittsburgh. And like I said, Allen and Buffalo looked lost. You move on to another contender in Tennessee. Tennessee got the bricks beaten off their house. Mike Vrabel's already out here calling out his players. Calling out Julio. Saying Julio did some dumb you-know-what. It rhymes with Mitt. Um, And... And Tennessee got blasted by Arizona. Now, Arizona's a playoff contending team. Don't get me wrong. I think Arizona's good. But but are they that much better than, than no. Tennessee? You expect a better performance out right? of Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Chandler Jones, five sacks. Blew their <laughs> offensive line up. What's Chris Jones going to do? That doesn't that didn't bother me. You know, I, I was very, very small part on the franchise, the preseason show that documents the Chiefs getting into the season. But, but they used the quote of, this is the revenge tour. Well, if all these other teams are trying to compete with the Chiefs, they didn't look like they had a chance. 
Because the Colts and Carson Wentz look like mm. they still suck. Same old Carson Wentz. Right? He didn't look yeah. good at all. No, I don't think he and ever I has get it. been. He was but, coming yeah. off the COVID protocol list. Maybe his lungs weren't at full capacity yet. Maybe he had some issues going on. It's a new team. It's a new thing. But Frank Reich's his guy. Carson Wentz is Frank Reich's guy. There should be no chemistry, you know, imbalance there. And that was the opposing game on Fox, right? Seahawks and Colts. Mm -hmm. And Seattle looked like they weren't really playing their best game, and they they were handling Indianapolis just fine. And when we watch this game tonight, Baltimore, who is without half of their team uh, due to injury, they just, I, I can't make this up. It looks like they just lost another offensive lineman for the entire year. He was carted off the field, looked like he was in an enormous amount of pain um, after losing half of their team to ACL injuries. Cursed. Gus Edwards, Marcus Peters, um, half their receiving core. You know, Dobbins is out with an Justice ACL. Hill. All these guys, they signed Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, everyone's most hated enemy in Kansas City, and Devonta Freeman. So, um, mm, I don't know. I mean, again, they're all trying to beat Kansas City. None of them have. They all live rent-free, um, or Kansas City lives rent-free in all their heads. Buffalo hasn't beat uh, the Chiefs. Josh Allen is is that quarterback, hasn't beat Mahomes. Baker Mayfield hasn't beat Mahomes. Um Lamar Jackson hasn't beat Mahomes. He'll get a shot next week at home on Sunday Night Football. Uh, 7-20 start. That game opened up as the Chiefs minus one. So the Chiefs are already favored, technically by four, because you get a three-point cushion uh, normally in the NFL. So the Chiefs open up in Vegas as a minus one favorite. Um, But then you move on to the division. Denver looked good, but they played the second-worst team in football. I think Detroit's the worst. I think the Giants are the second-worst. Their offensive line is terrible. Saquon Barkley, I don't know if we're ever going to see what it is. I don't know if we're ever going to get to see it from Saquon Barkley. I don't think Daniel Jones is the guy. Um, maybe, but it's it's a slow progress. But the team that is there that continues to look like they're coming after the Chiefs is the Chargers yeah. and Justin Herbert. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I see the progression there, and I think that that's going to be the next great challenge for the Chiefs. I think – as far as competition goes in the AFC, we're pretty much in the same place that we were last year. Where it's like, yeah, there's some good teams where maybe on any given Sunday they might be able to squeak out a win if the Chiefs play a poor game, but I think we're still in that same spot. I do see the Chargers getting better, though. Like, I see what you're doing over there in L.A., yeah. and I think I think we're probably more like two years away from this being a real competition in the AFC West mm-hmm. or at least just, you know, them getting to the playoffs and really giving them a fight. But Justin Herbert, he's a real deal, man. He's a real deal. And I I think the biggest takeaway from, you know, overreaction Monday and opening day yesterday is just all the AFC contenders, the legit contenders in my eyes, mm. all lost. They yep. all lost. And I don't think anybody's that close to being on Kansas City's level anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, you look at the text line, the Jay Southland Toe Service text line, not our show, it's yours. Neil from Lone Jack says, hey, guys, I'll tell you this, neither the Raider or the Baltimore offense scares me, that's for sure. Couldn't agree more. From the 913, don't love that we only have two options on offense with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, but they're that big of an anomalies that it just seems like, I don't know, 15, man. Uh, but I'm with you. I'm, I'd like to see Clyde edwards Lair get a little bit more. Or McCole Hardman. Um, or... Yeah, or, you know, just have McCole Hardman and Byron Pringle be half of an option to where together they equal one, and then you have a chance to uh, to really mess up the entire ASC. But, hey, 
I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't support my friends on this station. Tomorrow morning, starting at 6 a.m., Fesco in the morning starts off. They've got Pete Sweeney, my guy, my good friend. Uh, he's at 8. Dan and Hughes at 8.30. Brad Keller show at 9.35. Yes, the Royals are still playing baseball. Go watch Sal Perez. Cody and Gold, they got with the Whit Merrifield show at 12.05. And Nate Taylor, who was just on with Jay Binkley, at 1 p.m. And then the drive. Listen to this show. Mitch Schwartz at 3 o'clock. It's a great interview. He does very, very well. Um, it's a good little segment with CDOT and Mitchell Schwartz. But that's what's up tomorrow on 610 Sports Radio. Thanks to all of you for listening tonight. Thanks to you, Nick Price. Thank this you, is the Jesse. Red Reaction Show. Season 2, Week 1. We're trying to go undefeated just like the Chiefs. Um, good night, Kansas City. Cheers and be easy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.